Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Thunder Chats, here with another word from our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. The only people that get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at BetOnline. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntsinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the B-Lead Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now, I know that since I edited the podcast, I just want to say shout-out Alex Roy, who is sick tonight, can't be joining us. But I know you guys heard me on the intro mm-hmm. because I hit unmute and I played it on playback. We got it, all right? I'm on my P's and Q's today. We're back in the host chair. Mm-hmm. We're not messing up today. It's going to be a great podcast. You hear his agreeing mm-hmm's in the background. Uh, it's the guy that's been absolutely killing it for us this year. So pat on the back to Tyranny. No cockroach jokes today. Just uh, shout out to Tyranny. Welcome to Hell the yeah. podcast, Tyranny. Hell yeah, that's great. I I realized when you did the intro, I have not been doing that intro because I have not been shouting out our sponsor. I've not been shouting out Believe, so apologies for that. That's just, you know, the, the oh, real no. host of this podcast. <laughs> The real host of this podcast knows what's up. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to be in the passenger seat again. This is this is where I feel like I belong. This is like the this is my spot right here. So I'm I'm doing good. Um, it's been if you're in Oklahoma City right now, it's just been like a depressing week of weather. Um, just it's- super foggy and cloudy and just rain all day today. Uh, it was not good. But I'll tell you what was good, Dylan was the. The week of Thunder basketball, there was a lot of there was a lot of wins in a lot of different ways. Uh, since since the beginning of the week when we last had a podcast on Tuesday, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, b- back on that schedule, back on the recording on Tuesdays and Fridays, uh, you know, just try to keep yeah. some normalcy for you guys and also keep some sanity for us, <laughs> and as we try not to get burnt out on on this thing that we doing love doing, but like it does take a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, so. Appreciate you guys bearing with us on that. Uh, yeah, kind of same in Kentucky, man. Like, it's uh, the blizzard followed us from OKC, uh, and there was literally snow on the ground on Monday. And after the snow went away, like, the snow went away, like, it melted because it rained. And it's literally been raining since Tuesday. Overcast, like, I'm so sleepy all day long just because it's so rainy and so overcast. Sucks. But like you said. Yeah. Like you said, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about the team we love, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, as you mentioned, 
completely dominated the competition in two games uh, since we last podcasted on Tuesday. So let's start off with the Spurs game, the much-anticipated San Antonio Spurs game. It was on ESPN Live. It was the second matchup against Chet versus Wimby in the regular season, the fourth in their career. Um, you know, the spotlight was on this. I, I literally think the Spurs fans were treating this as their Super Bowl. I saw so many tweets talking about how Wimby's going to drop 40 yeah. on Chet. Like, rookie of the year is going to be over, decided on this game. Um, and yeah, without further ado, let's get into it with the segment we call Single Orange Item. Um, yeah, I'm, Tyranny, like, I, I'm so appreciative of all the work that you've done. I'm not even going to put you on the spot first. I will take first single large item because I know you hate dude. I know you hate it when I do that. This is I, like I don't really care. That's fine. Nice to you that that one time just to throw you off. I know now. Now it's actually for real. That's actually for yeah. real. I appreciate it. Well, I mean, I, I think it's obvious where I'm going. I mean, I got to go with my boy Shagos Alexander, the shangle large item. Is okay. Uh, I feel SGA, like you gave me a layup there, but that's okay. That's okay. You know what? I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm giving you the narrative. All right, I'm just gonna talk okay. about my guy, and then I'm gonna get, I'm gonna let you cook for a little bit. So, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, Shea was awesome. He had 32 points on nine of 15 shooting, two of two from the three point line, 12 of 12 from the stripe. Hyper efficiency. I think he was 60 100 100 on the splits. Just absolutely bonkers. Uh, had six rebounds, ten assists. Two steals, one block. The stock market is back, and it's booming for Shea Gildas Alexander. And they just had nobody that could stop him. Like, obviously, like, nobody's been able to guard Shea all year long. Like, you know, you might be able to slow him down a little bit, but, like, if he gets going, like, there's no stopping him. Uh, he was finishing – I think Wimby actually blocked him once or twice, but he was finishing – uh, around Wimby at the rim. Obviously, he had a step back three going. I think he uh, he cooked Doug McDermott on it a couple of times. He had a couple of really nice, like, leaning mid-range jump shots there in the third quarter, and you know, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Like, we could have had, like, a vintage Shea 40-piece. He could have chased his career high uh, had he played in the fourth quarter in this basketball game, but he didn't need to. He did all that he needed to do in the third quarter, and I, I don't know – I don't know how you'll be able to like look up the stat. I know like, you know, some of these specific things are really hard to find online, but I just wonder how many games Shea has, um, Shea has played and, you know, sat out in the fourth quarter, but has still got 30 points in three quarters. I, I just, I just wonder that because, you know, it feels like a handful. Yeah. Cause like, as we talked about, like, you know, like we, we like mess around on sleeper. We, you know, we play with the lines and stuff like that. And his, his line for points is usually somewhere between 30 and a half and 32 and a half. And there's a lot of people that like to fade that if he's playing like a, you know, a really good team, or even if it's like a team that they think they're going to blow out. Um, and it doesn't even matter with Shea because he's a lot of times he gets it in three quarters. So yeah, he's just absolutely insane. Yeah. I, the, his, his game this this was like uh because this game happened on Wednesday and the the all-star announcement happened the game after. So mm-hmm. this definitely felt like a a game just to really remind us of the fact that Che Gilch Alexander, as I mean, as everyone who's probably listening at this point knows, he is an all-star starter. Um, mm-hmm. and deservedly so was number one in media, number one in uh player voting. 
So kind of just kept that going through just three quarters. And yeah, like you said, Shea, or Victor kind of got him a couple times there. He's going to do that. Like he's, he's a really good rim protector. That's, that's to be expected, but um, mm -hmm. still really efficient night. 12 of 12 from the free throw line too, which I thought was um, very normal. The beginning of the season, it kind of felt like he dipped a little bit, but that, that game was just very, you know, kind of set, set the track back on uh, what we expect from him to, to draw the fouls, get, get double digit free throw attempts and, and make them all today. So, and then on top of that, like 10 assists too, quiet 10 assists, not, not really talked about that much. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, just a really good game as usual from, from Shea. I did have a stat. Um, oh, it's 33rd, third point game. Okay. 30 point game. Good. <laughs> You, you said 33rd, third point game. 33rd, 30 point game. That is hard to say. Say that really 30 times, Mario. Dang. Thank you for that. I must panda lean. Great stat. Um, I, that actually was about to go into what I was going to say. Um, so I have an evergreen tweet, and I, I kind of just want to put it on the podcast now because I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. And I don't know when he's going to do it again. So... Steve, I think, was the one who tweeted this out. This like there's this new website where it just does box scores of every game for like the last 40 years, something like that. And you can just filter very easily by a lot of different statistics. And so I, I looked up a few things and I came across a great one. Um, so we all know, I mean, we just talked about it. Shea's number of 30 point games. He's he's leading the league and it, it continues to climb the number of games he's he's hit 30 points. But what I thought was interesting, because anybody can score 30 points in any given game. What about on the defensive end? What about getting the stops, getting getting the turnovers? Mm -hmm. And so I looked up because we've seen a couple of, you know, really great nights where Shea gets like five or six steals, too. So I was like, how many games does Shea have where he not only scored 30 points, but he got five steals and he got a block? And I didn't do that just for Shea. I did that for the entire league. I was like, how many players this season have had 30-point games, five steals, and one block? Now, I already told it to you guys, so you already know, Dylan. But I want to ask the listeners, and, I, and this, is, this is like a, um, what's it called? Dora the Explorer, where I ask <laughs> a question and I pause and I wait for them to give an answer. So I'm going to say to you, the listener, hey, how many players do you think have recorded at least one game of 30 points, five steals, and one block. And I'll pause. What's that? Three players? No, you stupid idiot. Uh, there's been one player who has done it. It's Shea mm. Gilders Alexander. And do you know how many times he's done it? Three different times. Dang. Three different times. Three different times in the season. And nobody else has done it. The entire season, not one player in the entire 450-ish players of the National Basketball Association have done this. It's crazy. That is crazy. Like, it, that is the definition of a, a, an elite two-way player. So I, I want to put that on the podcast now because I don't know when I'm going to be able to tweet it out. Uh, another person in the chat, shout out Michael. Um, so... Yeah, I, I wanted to put that out, even though he he didn't have five steals in this game against the Spurs. He still had two. He's still 
doing great things. Uh, but just something I wanted to mention because, you know, we have to really applaud his game because he is officially by NBA players and media and for the most part fans, the top guard in the Western conference. So, yeah. And um, I think it was Anthony Slater of the athletic had an article about the Thunder's defense specifically. Um, you know, they was talking about obviously Chet Holmgren, Lou Dor, uh, Casey Wallace, Jalen Williams, but <laughs> You know, he was talking like directly to Mark Dagnall, like got a lot of quotes for, from Mark Dagnall in this article. And Mark basically said, like, Shea could be like the go to defender on this team. Like, he could guard the best guy on the other opposing team, team anytime he wants to, because that's what we ended up having to do with him in his first year here. You know, in those lineups where we explained three guards with Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul, Shea was the uh, kind of the pseudo small forward at that point. So he had to guard a lot of like, you know, the small forward shooting guards, stuff like that, before like Lou Dort really emerged. And so he's like, you know, Shea's got that in his bag, but he doesn't have to do that because we have Lou Dort, we have Jalen Williams, and it lets Shea operate in a way that is super effective for him and also for the team in generating steals with his length and his anticipation of his athleticism. So uh, you know, just uh, it, it was awesome to hear Mark kind of kind of say what we all kind of felt about his defense. Obviously, like, you know, his steals have been crazy this year, but um, just his overall defensive game, I feel like gets slept on a lot uh, recently. But, yeah, he's he's nuts, man. Like he's he's truly special. And, you know, I, I know you're going <laughs> to you're going to go on a rant a little bit later, probably about uh the high scoring nights of how many high scoring nights some NBA players are having this year. And, um, you know, th there's a meme that goes around on Twitter. Like um, it's meant to like roast like certain players and it's like a Superman um, body. And then they put the face of the player on there and it's like, it's basically like just roasting them like a specific roast. And for a while, um, I don't remember what Shays was. I think it was Aura man. Uh, because everybody talks about Shea's aura. Um, but, and, you know, like the things it was saying, it was like, you know, he'll beat the Blazers, the Pistons, and the Wizards, but he'll lose to the Warriors, the Lakers, Timberwolves, or whatever. And then after a while, mm -hmm. we started beating those teams. I was like, okay, we got to move on to something else. So now it's the consistency, man. And um, it's like, check mark, 30 points, 35 points, 32 points, 33 points, and then an X, uh, like 15 points. 57 points, like 24 points, like 42 points, like, you know, all over the place. Right. He's not, he's not a boom bust player. Like he's the model of consistency. Like I said, many times he's modernized excellence in the game of basketball. And, you know, he's, uh, it's truly spoiling, you know, I play a lot of fantasy football and I don't mean to go on a rant, but like, that's, that's some, like, like that's the type of players I look for. Like, I'm looking for consistency. Like, Mike Evans, for instance, yeah, he can have 40 points one I got week, him. but he might have two points the Not next consistent. week. Yeah, yep. it's it's extremely frustrating. I like to have somebody that I can count on. I like to have somebody that's reliable. And when I think about reliability, when I think of accountability, when I think of consistency, I think Shea Godis Alexander. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, there we can have nights where you know he's he's not shooting the best from deep 
we had we've had a couple different dips mm-hmm. we've had moments i mean i think we even talked about it on the tuesday pod where um like his his offensive output wasn't as great and we were speculating like you know is it a a tired thing is it a defense is just hounding him thing but at the end of the day at the end of the week at the end of the season he still he still finds a way so yep for sure all right man he's he's the superstar i gave you the layup what's uh what's your single large item for that spurs well well you did but i i actually had another guy too so i'm i'm uh you know i feel bad leaving him out but we'll talk about him probably um but i also want to get to the pelicans game because you know that's the more everyone's thinking about that one for sure um so obviously coming into tonight or not tonight but wednesday night it was all spurs it wasn't spurs thunder i should say it was all chet versus Wimby. that was the national narrative and mm-hmm. uh a lot of people talked about it um there was a lot of mention about how in the mark dagnall interview they asked him about Chet versus Wimby, and he was like, no, it's Thunder versus Spurs, which mm-hmm. I think is a great great move by Mark. Um, and I got it. Listen, Dylan, I, I've, been, I've, been, uh, I've been on the social medias with the, our account recently, as you know, and... Uh, Killing it. It is. It's been amazing. It's been amazing how much of a crybaby organization the Spurs are because (laughs) they're so easy. They're so easy to just get up in a tizzy. We had a tweet on our account, which thank you to the Spurs fans because that tweet got a lot of engagement and that's all we're going for at the end of the day. It was a tweet about how in the fourth quarter or not fourth quarter, excuse me, it was probably late third Maybe, maybe it was early fourth, I, somewhere before they benched all the starters, where Victor Womanyama did the most, like, not the most absurd thing, but a very absurd thing, where he had a great finish on Chet. He flexed on him on the baseline. They're down 20 points. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you doing? Like, what that that's not, I don't know. So anyway, after that, it... The next probably three minutes of gameplay was just a Chet domination. And it was like, it was almost as if Wimunyama unleashed something in Chet. That like competitive nature really came out of him there. And we tweeted about it and Spurs fans were not happy. They were losing <laughs> their minds. Uh, and so I just want to quit, give a quick shout out to those Spurs fans, those Wimunyama guys out there because... Uh, Thank you, because I'm going to definitely be poking and prodding that for the rest of the of the season. We tried to do it again tonight. I don't know if it got the, the traction I wanted. Oh, to. yeah, I was, yeah. I do see that. I was, I, was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to get it out there, but I don't think it took hold. But that's okay. You can't hit yeah, not, all of them. So. It's funny because um, um, did you watch the quarterback series on, uh, on Netflix? I tried. I, I couldn't finish it. I, I, yeah. I just couldn't get into it. Well, you might have seen like early on, like Patrick Mahomes, they was playing the Raiders, and Max Crosby like punched him in the arm after a play, and like he, you know, he he like pushes him and bumps into him like the whole game, but like he punched him in the arm, and then like you know Mahomes had been having a terrible game, and then he marched all the way down the field and scored, and he got right up in Max Crosby's face, and said, "You woke up the wrong mother effer," 
Yes, I, I remember that play in the moment. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it, the exact same thing. Yeah. That's the Chet energy, man. Right at Wimby, like he he set a fire in him, man. Like, and it was it it was awesome to see. And I, I hope it's something that carries over. Like, you know, we saw it a little bit tonight. Like, you know, not the same fire, but you know, he was definitely more involved. Obviously, scoring the basketball mm. better than it looked a lot more like the first of the year than like the middle of the year for Chet Holmgren um, on offense tonight. And so, I mean, if, if that's what it took, thank you, Wimby for headbutting Chet all the way out of the play and then dunking on him, you know, thank you. you. 25 points down. We needed that. Yeah. I, that, that part in the game was, was just great. And, but the other thing I want to mention about Chet, and this is that I'm definitely piggybacking at this point. Um, uh, because I think um, Jay on down to dunk and and Schleck mentioned it, but um, the this I this narrative and I actually have the tweet out. Let me see if I can pull it up for the YouTube listeners. Um, it was a tweet by this guy Tom Petrini at Real Tom Petrini. Um, it just says it feels oh, like yeah. Chet is hunting mismatches and Wimby is hunting Chet. And I thought this was so interesting because there were Spurs fans that were using this argument as if it was a pro Wimby thing. And to me, and I feel like most of Thunder fans, it's like, that's a pro Chet thing. That's a, that's a Chet wants to win. So he's going to hunt the mismatches. Obviously you're not going to go up against a seven, four alien to, to get your buckets. You're going to go, you're going to get the switches and, and you're going to go up against like Trey Jones, if you can, or Kelton Johnson, like somebody, somebody a little bit smaller. And Wimby is just trying to show Chet that he's better than him, not trying to win the basketball game. And those are two different mindsets that uh, kind of separate these two, these two players at this point in time. Now, you can also make the argument that you know, the, the Spurs were never really in contention and, and this is still a rebuilding year and all that. That's fine. But if you even listen to like their post-game interviews with, uh, with Wimby and with Chet, like Wimby is talking about, like, he's talking about the same things, like how the matchup on Chet, he's talking about how like, oh, he's being guarded two on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you turn the, the channel, whatever to Chet. And it's like, you know about the team and it it's it's totally different mindsets one of those players is playing within the team to to be the top now again the top team in the western conference and the other one is like just like the personal accolades so yeah maybe victor Wimanyama gets the rookie of the year because he's doing all of this you know personal he's putting up crazy stats He's putting up all these great stats, and that's fine. So, I, I, it's fine if that's what happens. Whatever, Wimby fans can have it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, really quick, just a super quick thing. I know I've been talking a little bit to piggyback again off of something that Schluck said today that I thought was interesting is the argument that the the Spurs do not have a good team around Wimby. That he's like the only guy, and. When he started listing up these players, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They have a pretty decent team. Like mm-hmm. Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson, Doug McDermott, 
Devin Vassell, like those are good Vassell, players. Yep. Those are all good players. Like you, those those four guys would play on any playoff play-in team, like considerable minutes. So the idea that that he has nobody on his team and he's the only guy that can get points or whatever is that's not an argument. I, I don't I dismiss it. It has been dismissed. That is <laughs> that is not an argument. So anyway, that's it, that's it my show. Yeah, no, it, it's really funny because like you know, you talking about Spurs fans. And same thing, man. Like I I tweeted out uh I did a Photoshop of Wimby reading, you know, because like all week everybody's talking about how I saw that. always yeah. reading. Like you can only what a, rid- what a ridiculous yeah. by the, a news thing, by the way. That was so stupid. You can't call Wimby after 9 30. It's like, all right, dude, like let's <laughs> yeah, let's calm down. He's reading. Yeah, it's 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 his reading time. He's in his little he's <laughs> I just so, I don't picture so Wimby funny. folded up in a nook. He's in like a little. He's in like a little blanket. He's in a little blanket. He's like, oh, I got it. I got my little book. I'm reading right now. Nobody talk to me. Yeah, you got. You got like you know these nooks are supposed to be like like little cozy spaces to like read. And Wimby, like all seven five of them, just has to like fold his body into a way to read the book. But (laughs) yeah, no. So I I photoshopped Wimby with a book in a library, and I said, you know, Wimby's reading all these books because he's trying to find a way to beat Chet Holmgren. And that was when I got my first taste of like, you know, how the Spurs feel about this. Yes. Um, and so then I, 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 I egged it on a little bit. I had to. And so I went and screenshotted the box score of, you know, both regular season contests against the, the Thunder and Spurs, the preseason game and the FIBA U19 game, the gold medal game, uh, all in which Chet's team won. Did Chet have the best game in every game? No, he didn't. But – the fact of the matter is Chet is 4-0 against Victor Wembanyama. That's what I said in the tweet. And so many Spurs fans was like, it's clear that Wimby's rookie of the year. It's clear that Wimby's better. It's clear this, this, this. I'm like, buddy, mm-hmm. I don't know who taught you reading comprehension, but I didn't say anything against that in my tweet. All I said was that Chet is 4-0 against Victor Wembanyama, and you took it all these different ways. So after a while, I just stopped replying because it, it truly got exhausting. Like I, this was two days mm-hmm. ago. I'm still getting like replies in my mentions about it. It's, it's extremely exhausting. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it, it's really hilarious. And I can't lie. Like, um, not that I've lost respect for Wendy, but like, I'm kind of praying on his downfall a little bit because you know there's there's a difference between confidence, and then there's a difference between cockiness. And then there's a difference between arrogance. And I feel like Wimby's a little bit arrogant. Uh, you know, I, I think Chet's cocky. that way. Yeah, I, I think Chet's cocky. I think Chet's got a little bit of a-hole in him, but, like, he doesn't let that, you know, like like you said, like, he doesn't let that take place of, you know, helping his team or, like, doing what it takes to win the game. Wimby is just about Wimby, it feels like. And, you know, there might be all these things talking about how he's, like, a really good teammate, but, like, it feels like he hunts matchups. Like he just wants to dominate that matchup. And, you know, like, like we said, it's great for stats. Like when him and Giannis went at each other in that one game earlier this year, like that was awesome to see. It was a lot of fun to see and it was great for his stats, but I don't think they even won that game. I think that the Bucks ended up winning that game. So yeah. Um, I <laughs> Enough ranting about Wimby, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. I, I, First of all, I did not realize that was a 
Photoshop. I thought he literally was in a library. That was very good by you. So uh, I appreciate it. Great Photoshop. Um, the, yeah, but to piggyback off the the arrogant thing, like I I was watching the the game prior uh, when they played the 76ers. And, uh, you know, the one of the games where a player scored more than 60 points, one of the four times this this week uh, with Joel Embiid. And Wimby does this thing that a lot of players do, but he does it a, very often for someone who's on, like, one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. I don't know if I can, like, verbalize it, but it's like when, it's like when you get an offensive foul and you just sort of, like, clapping, like, you know, like nodding your head, like mm-hmm. pointing the other way, that type of thing. And he did that against the Thunder too, in that kind of uh, period where Wimbanyama was kind of, kind of, I don't know, bo- boasting is not the word, but just kind of getting in Chet's face a little bit. And then it was when the offensive mm-hmm. foul on Chet was called and he kind of like clapped his hands, like pointed the other way. Like he does that a lot for somebody who is like, he is a good player, but again, context, you're not like, you're you're not winning the game in either of these situations. You were down by like, I feel like 10, 20 points against the Sixers, 76ers. And then you're clearly down like way too much in the fourth quarter against us. I don't know. It's just, it's not, that's not a thing Chet does either. That, that sort of like, unless it's a, Unless it's clearly a moment where there's momentum, it's a good game, it's a close yeah, it's game, like a close it's a competitive game, game yeah. he will do that. But it's not in this out of context, like, you're not going to win this game. It's clear you're not going to win this game, but you get this little moment of of a win, and you just, just go nuts. Like, yes, this is our moment. Like, our ball, like, point to our, our goal. That... It's just, yeah, like, I think you nailed it on the head. Like, it, it kind of became not confident. It was just woefully arrogant. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's a little weird. So, story developing on that. We've we've talked enough about Wimby, though. We, sh- we should move on. Yeah, th- this is not topic Wimbanyama. But I, I do, do want to say, like, just clarify, like, Wimby's a great player. He probably is going to win rookie of the yeah. year just because, like, he had a stat deck yeah. going into the year. Like, Chet was... He was facing a stat that, you know, coming into the year. And to his credit, like, he played really good early on. Wimby was struggling, kind of playing out of position early on. Um, Chet's kind of come back down to earth here recently. Wimby's thriving playing center. So, you know, despite the Spurs being even worse than they were last year with Wimby Yama at this point in the year, he's still probably going to win just because he's putting up some pretty gaudy stats. And that that's all good. The last thing I, I do want to say um, – <laughs> Talk about Spurs fans. They screenshotted a um, a part in the game in which Wimbanyama had Chet Wiggins and somebody else looking. At, I think it was Kendrick Williams, like looking at him. They said, "When was the last time you saw a rookie that was guarded like this?" And just Chet. shout out to all the Thunder fans. Well, not just Chet. There's a bunch <laughs> of Thunder fans that tweeted out a image of Celia Misich, who had uh- Wimbanyama. I'm pretty sure Kelton Johnson, Devin Vassell, just staring oh, yeah. at him. And it said, here you go, right here. Here's the rookie. Here's your sign. So, yeah, shout out <laughs> Thunder funny. fans. Giving it right back to the Spurs. I missed that. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, I do want to, before we move on to a break and kind of talk about the Pills, um, I do want to just give a shout out to Aaron Wiggins, who had his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. Was absolutely phenomenal. 
Uh, still couldn't get the respect of the ESPN broadcaster getting called Andrew Wiggins, but season high, 22 points, uh, hit four of his six threes, nine of 11 from the field, three rebounds, one assist, one block. And he was just absolutely phenomenal. And 19 minutes of action as well, like in limited minutes. So uh, shout yeah. out Aaron Wiggins. You continue to save basketball. Um, and you continue to just make winning plays. Yeah, I think that we didn't really talk. I, I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but the, the ESPN broadcast of this game was it was atrocious because there were so many great moments for the Thunder. I mean, we've we mentioned a few of them. I mean, Wiggins is one. Dort blocked Wimby. That was another thing that happened. Kaysen mm-hmm. and Joe both had really good games. Like a lot of good play, a lot of good things happened for the Thunder, and it was just like when we got a rebound, that was pretty cool. Like, let's just talk <laughs> about that on ESPN for like five minutes. Yeah, that's a great meeting, so, by the way. Yeah, I was very spur of the moment. I, I'm glad that sort of popped off. So the the ESPN was bad. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I watched Bali Sports. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm glad I watched it that night. <laughs> Wait, because... is this the same guy that had the 10-minute <laughs> rant early in the year? I was I was actually going to try to go back and watch that and try to clip it for the <laughs> YouTube short, but I couldn't find it. Uh, but yeah, the the Bali Sports at uh, cast was much much better that night because they were not they were not uh, brown nosing, I guess if you want to put it that way. The the Wimbanyama hype. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, back to Wiggins, like a great game, like. Also coming off of his season high before that too, like third, I think it was either 13 or 15. So he's just back to back game highs. That's, that's like the most upward trajectory you can have. So shout yeah, out to him. 13, the game before. Yeah. I mean, and kind of last thing, just talking about this first game, the whole bench kind of showed up like big Jalen Williams, boom, two or three, two or two from the three point line, two booms, if you will. Kendrick Williams, three, four, mm-hmm. one or two from the three point line. Bertons. Came in and you know knocked down minutes. one three. Uh, Isaiah mm-hmm. Joe three moon balls as Tyranny would say, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course Casey Wallace um, put together a really nice performance: thirteen points, four rebounds, three assists, with five or seven shooting, two or three from deep. And so yeah, also I mean, Thunder got it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, transition. Thunder got it done. One forty, one fourteen. It was beautiful. And now we're going to talk about the game that happened tonight on the other side of this break and welcome to the other side of the break now we're going to talk about the game against the new orleans pelicans that happened tonight uh the thunder win this game 107 83 important to note zion williamson was ruled out for this game um yeah i think like what like an hour before tip-off or something like that yep yeah so Bummer would have liked to see the team, you know, at full strength against the Pelicans to get revenge. The last time we lost to them on national television uh, blew a crazy lead. If I, if I recall correctly, but uh, still a win, nonetheless, um, there were still a lot of things to talk about. So we're going to get into a single wide item for this game as well. And I took the first one, the last game. So tyranny, I am going to put you on the spot because I only got to see a quarter and a half of this game. So I'm going to go to you, sir. That's fine. Um, yeah, I I really liked Kaysen Wallace's game today. Um, and I will also mention, so, so we were talking beforehand, there, the one overlap 
of this game that Dylan and I had was I think the only quarter where we really got the most separation, which was the third quarter. Third quarter yeah. um, so, so that was unfortunate timing on our ends, but uh, I went ahead and uh, did a little digging into the third quarter and there, there was clearly a winner that I have in terms of who affected the game that I will not mention yet in case you get him. But uh, yeah, Kaysen was really good in the minutes that he had because uh I, I was watching, so so kind of zoom out a little bit to, to this game. So this was one of the Friday games where uh, it's not on Bali. It's on the KSBI channel 52 if you're in Oklahoma City. So I had it on, and I got to say, that that experience was actually great because normally if you're streaming Bali sports, if you don't have Cox or whatever uh, the other channels, or streaming, not streaming, but cable services that... Uh, provide volley sports you're usually a little bit behind like two minutes behind and so the box score is not on track and and you're tweeting behind and you know you you see things on twitter that are coming before you see it on the screen and so to see it almost exactly live today on the satellite antenna that i have uh was pretty cool so i gotta say that that was a fun experience and i also think like setting up i i think that's the thing that most people regardless of your technology expertise could do so it's it's good for so what you just put a paper clip in the back of your tv yeah i don't know where i i've never <laughs> heard that until we had this whole news announcement i've never heard the paper clip thing but i guess you can and if if that works great but i bought like they're super cheap too like you can just yeah, buy yeah. like a, it's not even it's not even an antenna it's like a little like a little stick like on flat box or whatever. Yeah, you just I, mine sticks on my wall, and, and you just sort of it. I don't know how it works, but it works. So uh, mm -hmm. it's very easy, and I think anybody, regardless of age or technology expertise, could do it. So that's great for Thunder in terms of you know getting eyeballs on this game, and especially when we're you know an up and coming team like we are right now. So I was I was very happy with the product today. Also, I think Alex mentioned this. I'm very glad like the the uh well first of all the i, I don't know what I, I don't know if nick gallo was uh not on tonight and royce young was replacing him but royce was on the the uh game tonight with paris lawson and oh, nice. the the microphones were like thunder they had like the thunder thing on them and so the bali and i really appreciated that too so a little thing there i just wanted to say should be a thing moving forward but anyway um back to now back to the game kind of going back to zoom <laughs> in. uh the case and wallace game was was really good in the minutes that he had he had a fantastic dylan i know you saw this because um it was on twitter but the i retweeted it you did i think it was either the first or second quarter um a really good steal followed by a fantastic hero step, followed by a dunk. Uh, a really solid play by the rookie. He ended Kawhi up 5 Leonard of 10 five. Still. Mini Kawhi Leonard is a, is a thing that's making the rounds right now. And I like I it. I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, that, that play in particular uh, was great. Four steals in total on the night, by the way. Just a fantastic game from him. So 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to yield the rest of my time because I did a little spiel there on the, the new, the Friday night thing, but yeah, Casey Wallace was, was my single large item tonight. Yeah, man. I mean, 12 points, 12, 12 rebounds, <laughs> 12 assists. Now 12 points, two rebounds, like, one assist, four steals, uh, five of 10 shooting, two of five from deep. Um, and they closed with him like before they put the, you know, the kind of like victory cigar lineup out there with like Keontae Johnson and Lindy Waters and such. Kaysen and Isaiah Joe were out there with Shay. Yeah. Uh, Kaysen and Isaiah Joe was out there with Shay, Joe Williams, and Chet Holmgren as they were trying to put a pin on this game. And he knocked down a couple like big shots. Um, he knocked down that, uh, that three pointer on the left wing. I think to put us up in like the 20 point territory. And then, you know, eventually Jalen Williams knocked down the three that that was, that was it. That was the dagger that, that ended the starters nights. Um, I think case actually stayed out there um, with the reserves for a little bit. I think him and Giddy both came out there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, he was, he was awesome. And, and it's nice to see, you know, after he hit a pseudo rookie wall, um, you know, kind of like uh, midway through the season, he's starting to come back out of that. Shooting numbers are up, you know, the last few games. And, you know, hopefully that's something that, you know, continues because I think that he is a player that we are going to rely on uh, when it comes to postseason, not just defensively, but offensively. And, you know, no matter how well you are impacting the game defensively, if you're not impacting it offensively in the playoffs, your opportunities are going to be um, a little bit more limited. Um, you know, if um, it a little bit more limited uh, as to oppose if, you know, you were contributing more on offense. So I, I trust in the shooting. I believe in the shooting um, specifically in the corners. Uh, it feels like he doesn't get to the corner three as much anymore, which, you know, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but like there was a point in time he was shooting like 60% from the corner. So uh, need more corner queso in our lives. I I feel like the Spurs game he did, but I'd have to double check. I felt like he had a couple of shots from there, but yeah, that's something to that's something to dive into. Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing single large item, I mean it's it's hard not to go with Shea um, facing his nemesis mm-hmm. Herb Jones, which I tweeted out in my game day tweet is the greatest rivalry in sports. Shea goes to Alexander Herb Jones. Uh, you can tell they don't really like each other. Like Herb really gets up for this matchup and. He's got the best of Shea, like, very early on in the matchup. But these last couple games, Shea's kind of done his thing in spite of Herb's defense. Um, 31 points tonight, four rebounds, four or five assists, two steals, one block. 10 of 21 from the field, just a hair under 50%. Three of eight from three-point line, so, like, 37.5%, which eight threes from Shea. Like, that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, you know, whenever he's able to knock down that type of efficiency on that type of volume, me likey. Uh, eight and nine from the free throw line. Shay, like, get back to knocking down 100% of your free throws uh, in games, and, you know, we'll be happy. Mm. But, no, I mean, he, he was awesome. Obviously, he had some really crazy plays. He had one play where you hear a lot of the times where the broadcast says, you know, whatever the player's name is, zigzagging through the lane. Like, he literally – like if you was like doing like a player tracking like line, like Shea literally made like a lightning bolt up the court uh, for for a crazy layup on a coast to coast play. Um, obviously, like uh, he knocked down a crazy snatch back three pointer. I think with Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones jumping at him um, late in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, he was he was just insane, man. He was in his bag. 
Um, you could tell Herb was kind of making a hard form early on. I think he was four of 12 in the first half. But, you know, as you mentioned in the third quarter, the one that we missed, the one that never happened apparently, uh, Shea had 13 points, three assists, and two rebounds in that quarter to yep. kind of help uh, kind of help push the lead. So, um, you know, third quarter Shea has been a thing for years. I mean, going back to his first year without Chris Paul, like, you know, the third quarters when he just come out guns blazing. And – it's funny because uh, as much as the beginning of the second and the beginning of the fourth quarter are Jalen Williams, like dub time, like the entire first quarter and the entire third quarter are kind of Shea time because he's literally now five straight games, 10 points in the first quarter for Shea Golden Alexander. Exactly. 10 points. In the really? first quarter. Yeah. And uh, third quarter, you know, he's been obviously phenomenal. And then for, late in the fourth, like, there's few people you would rather have on the court um, or w- with the ball in their hands than Shago Alexander. But, yeah, yeah, take take that first quarter points to the bank. I think his line was 10 and a half uh, tonight, so you couldn't quite bet it. But if, it, if his line ever dips below nine and a half, take it to the bank, man. He's getting that. Um, but, yeah, man, Shea, yeah. Shea was awesome. The stocks, right back at it again. Three stocks on the game. Stock markets, you know, going mm-hmm. crazy. Um uh, be on the lookout. We are working on releasing something on the stock market. So we'll tease Ooh. for you. Ooh, in the works. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you mentioned it. The the third quarter shade was, I think, what separated them. Like we said, we didn't we didn't catch the live of this game. We'd have to go back and check because we're doing this live right after the game, but I would be willing to bet that was a big factor. Um, but yeah, they're leading right into that was a guy we haven't talked about yet, Jalen Williams, uh, fourth quarter mm-hmm. J Dub, as usual, popped in. Um, four of six in that quarter, nine points. Uh, he had a uh I don't know what you call it. I'm I'm still not great on the lingo, but like the kind of a corner top top of the key corner, like turnaround fadeaway. Um that like elbow. Elbow. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. Uh the elbow fadeaway that particularly uh, tickled my fancy, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and uh, and in in general was just another great game of like a takeover game from him. So it went directly as usual from the Shea third quarter to the fourth quarter dub. Um, it's inevitable. Thanos meme. He, he comes every time. So and at that point, it was pretty much like a it, it was like a 15 12 15 point lead so it wasn't like we had to make up much ground or make up any ground for that matter but the fact that mm-hmm. he kind of just finished finished what Shea started in that third quarter was uh still still really nice and um you know like like you said at the beginning no zion so it does kind of make it a little bit less like of a a statement win but we yeah, take they've been really good with zion what they come yeah, they have yeah. been, and 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 uh, I tweeted this out. They they scored 153 points. Um, the game prior scored 83 yes, points yes, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think 50 points is coming from Zion, to be honest. I'm being 100. percent So the defense did something tonight. They did something. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, dub time's a real thing, man. Like it just is. Um, it, it it isn't always like to a stream like you know there's sometimes we see him score like 10 points in that six minutes 
Um, but four to six points, like like very quick off the bat, is like mark it down. Like if if you could bet that live, like you, know, you would do it every time because uh, I mean he just he gets to his spots. You know, like you saying, like that elbow fade. Um, getting to the rim in a variety of ways, you know, the creative finishing, you know, a lot like Shea, uh, finishing with one hand or left hand, right hand, both hands. Like he's like, it, it, it's insane. It, I really wish he would shoot more. He only shot 14 shots tonight. And I, I wish that he had at least 18 shots. Like we need a bigger shot diet for this guy. Um, in my opinion. So we were saying that last time, uh, like, he finally scored 20. He, he attempted fee, 20 field goal attempts in the, uh, what game was that? The Minnesota game, I think. Um, I, I can't remember now the, the game prior to the Spurs the Timberwolves game. Yeah. What was the game? He went nine to 20. There was another one. Mm-hmm. I'm miss, I'm, it was, it was a game we had talked about, um, at some point. I, my memory's not great, but, um, yeah, we had, we had talked about this. Like the usage needs to be higher because, you know, what if it was higher? And uh, yeah, that was that was a, a a game where, even though we we won, astounded sounded that's not the right word, but we won comfortably. the The usage for Jalen Williams would be nice to see tick up mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, it was the Blazers game. Blazers. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was between. Yeah, that's right. The yeah, Bulls. the bad one, the bad Blazers game. Yep. Yeah, the one that hit a game winner. He did. He did hit the game winner. Shout out, uh, shot by JoJo. By the way, that was a great video that he put out of that game. Shout out, shot by JoJo, just in general, because he's a great guy. In general, great guy. I like JoJo around here. Very, very pro JoJo on top of Thunder podcast. So we are pro, mm-hmm. pro, pro JoJo Joe. All right, that, that's a little bit too much. Very nice. Right, what what was it? Uh, I, I was thinking like Mojo Jojo, so we're pro Jojo. Yeah, that's what it is. Pro Jojo. All right. Uh, uh, let's just talk like briefly about the rest. I mean, you know, Chet Holmgren, obviously, like like we mentioned, talking about the Spurs game, it uh, feels like he's getting back in the swing of things. Twenty points on nine of sixteen shooting, thirteen rebounds, which I would have to go and look. Yeah. I feel like that might be a season high. It was tied for his season high. I think that's what they said on the broadcast. So okay. it was it was so a mean. great yeah, like the fact that Valentinus was in this game too, like he was getting a lot of those boards, but you know, shout out Chet. Like he got a uh, couple offensive rebounds too. You know, we always need those. We're one of the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's a great a great rebounding game from him. Yep. Three stocks for him as well. One still two blocks. So Again, stock market's going crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he actually talked about that at the end of the game um, in the post-game interview, I believe. Um, they t- asked him about his rebounds, and he said, you know, n- we knew that uh, Valanciunas was going to bring the physicality, and I wanted to match that. And it just goes to show you, like, how high Chet's basketball IQ is because he's not going to approach two matchups the same. Like, he's going to – learn from the first matchup and he's going to learn how to exploit you or learn how to make it difficult or learn how to make it easier for him, um, you know, in, in a variety. Of ways. All right. Yeah. And we're back after the other side of that other break. Uh, we are going to be talking about um, all-stars here. So 
first of all, before we get into who the all-star starters are, before we get into the all-star reserves, I just got to talk about my guy. Shea Gilgis Alexander finally got the monkey off his back. He is finally an all-star starter. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me, let, let me just say, TNT knew exactly Go what off. they were doing. They, they did. Had, I was going to say this. <laughs> yep. Yep. They had the Eastern All-Stars first, then they had the West Front Court next, and then they announced Luca as the first backcourt spot. And so the last yep. spot was between Steph Curry and Shea Gildas Alexander. And like applaud to them for building the intrigue. It Great was hype. Yeah, but we got it, man. Shea Gildas Alexander is an all-star starter and it's well deserved. I mean, I, I think at the time of the broadcast, the Thunder were the one seed. The Timberwolves took that back after the broadcast, but we took it back tonight. So, like, you absolutely want to have um, the one seed of the Western Conference to have a representative in the All-Star game, not just in the All-Star game, but in the starting lineup. Like, that's that's pretty customary, like, you know, throughout history. And not only that, like, Shea just deserves it, man. Like, I mean, you tweeted out his stats. I don't have them in front of me, but I think he's averaging, like, 31 points, like, I think six assists, five rebounds. Uh, yeah. Still around like the two and a half steals mark right now. Is he is he at half a block a game or did that go down? I didn't check that. I don't know, okay, me, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. No, he's at point eight blocks. He's almost at a full block per game. So okay, yeah. Shout out Shay, man. He's absolutely killing it. Um, fifty four point six percent from the field, which is uh. 0.36 higher than his career high, which was last year, 51% from the field. Um, his shooting is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's not great. Like, you know, he had, he had like 10 games where it was really good. And then he had, um, he had like 10 games where it wasn't so good, but now, you know, we're starting to get back in that good territory as well. Um, oh, Tyler, he already posted it, man. It was uh it was yesterday he, did, he yeah. posted it. Um Tyranny could probably did. pull it up while I'm while I'm ranting, but oh I can, you're probably right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you know, his, no, it's all good. But no, I mean the, we talked about earlier in the show, like the leap he's taken defensively. I think that really lends to um you know credence to him being an all-star starter. And also like this isn't new. Like, you know, we've seen this player, like, yeah, he's better, but, like, we've seen him putting up similar stats, not just the last year, but the la- not even the last two years. Like, the last three years, we've seen Shea Goldis-Alexander doing this. Ever since Chris Paul left this team, we saw this type of production out of Shea Goldis-Alexander. Um, in some stages, we saw better. Like, he was – he was a 40.7% three-point shooter, shooter in his first year without Chris Paul. Yeah, here, here's the Shea All-Star post, which, it, like, short, sweet, to the point. Bars. Subtle, bars. He said, bars. I'm not into trading words or sentences. I'm the last to start, but the first to finish it. Bars, like, dude. Bars. It's insane, man. Yeah, uh, I, I just got to say. Got Wiggins out. in here. Yes, of course. Shout out to Sarah Sellers, um, the GOAT. She put this together with all of the uh, Shea captions from last year. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me get it back to full screen. Hold on. Oh, Let's oh, get that. oh, sorry. Let's get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, no. Nah, it was... Uh, I'm looking it was forward bars, to it. dude. Looking forward to this one. 
<laughs> I think he's making fun of Tyranny. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all good. We're we're excited. We're excited that he's there. Um, and you know, I'm just really proud that you know he's finally an all-star starter. So um, but yeah, yeah. we mentioned Luca is also there, all-star guard. Um, also in the West, we got Luca. I'm sorry, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. They wasn't going to miss the opportunity to give LeBron, um, you know, his like 20, 21st, I don't know, he's, executive starter. He, it's it's 20th. Yeah, he's he's going to make it until he retires. I'm yeah. just, you know, that's I mean, he's it. been good, but like I would argue his teammates been better. Like Anthony Davis is yeah, better. I, yeah, later, but, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were thinking if they were going to have a Laker, they wanted to be LeBron because LeBron still – yeah, he's still the show. Like he still has that that draw, like that superstar draw. So I get it. Um, in the East, you know, I think everybody and their mamas knew who four players were going to be: Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. Everybody knew that. Like that last spot, I heard Donovan Mitchell. A lot. I heard Jalen Brunson. I heard Tyrese Maxey. I heard Trey Young. But it was Damian Lillard. Dame. Dame time showed up at the clutch moment, dude, and stole it from a lot of good players. And I just, I don't get it, man. You know, I talked about like, you know, the Thunder being the one seed and you want to have a representative on the one seed in the starting lineup. And I think the Bucks are, they're the two seed in, in the East right now, right? But they're, yeah, I mean, they're pretty far behind the Celtics, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to have two guys from the same team in the starting lineup, Put Jalen. Let in it there. be the Celtics. Like yeah. it's, I, I don't understand it. I don't think like I don't argue Dame being an All Star. I get it if you want to put him in there, but like I don't think he should be a starter. I think Maxi has a better case. I think Brunson has a better case. I think Mitchell has a better case. And honestly, I think Trey Young has a better case. If you're just talking about numbers, I get it if you don't want to put Trey in there for the record, but like those other three guys, absolutely um, deserve it over Damian Lillard in my opinion. But so, I digress. Uh, the reason Dame won that in the end, they mentioned this on the TNT broadcast. Uh, it was because Dame and uh, Brunson tied in the, so the accumulated media player and fan votes, they tied in placement. And so mm. the tiebreaker goes to the fan vote. And so naturally Dame is going to win the fan vote Man. over over so it re it literally became a fan vote where the New York Knicks of all of all teams <laughs> didn't have enough votes to get their guy above Dame and that's the reason he's a starter which is crazy like like that's you know we say like oh the fan votes doesn't count like it it count it counted right there like you could have had a starter in the NBA All Star game but you you didn't vote enough because yeah. Because Dame had all the votes, so yeah, that's that was one of those ones. I was like, man, that sucks for for uh, for the Knicks fans. And I mean, Jalen Brunson was my pick in the in the predictions we did on Tuesday, so I, mm -hmm. it was tough to see. Um, real quick, as the Tyler mentioned in the chat, Mark Mark Dino, West coach, I think so, right? First first in the West. Yeah, I saw somebody. I think I think it was Dolan saying that um, the coach will probably be picked uh, by February fourth. So we have four games between then. Uh, we've got, got the Pistons, Timberwolves, Nuggets, and Hornets. So two should win games, and then two yeah. like tough games that like you know will actually help decide stuff. 
The Timberwolves have the Spurs, Thunder. What was that? Is that Mavericks? Yes, Mavericks. And then they played the Magic before then, too. So you could argue this, the Timberwolves have a tougher road than the Thunder do in these next four games, but it is very neck and neck. Like, I think record-wise, we're actually tied, but since we hold the regular season tiebreaker, that's why we are technically the number one seed right now. But, you know, any game they play where we don't play – or any day they play and we don't play and they win, you know, they're going to be the one seed. And then if we win again, we take it back. It's just, it's a very back and forth thing. Uh, I hope he is. I, I think it'll be hilarious. Um, you know, we talked about it on the pod. Like, I just want to see Mark squinting up, like be squinting so up in the middle of the all-star game, like waiting for trying replay. to challenge. Like, yep. Nicola, Nicola. Yep. LeBron. Yeah, oh, yeah no. it, it'd be great. Like seeing them try to draw up like legitimate plays in the All Star game, um, or like a late game situation, and he draws up a play for Shake at the ball. So LeBron, like, yeah. It, oh, that would be great. That would be, so, be. He would never do it, but that would be great. Yeah, no, it would be so fun uh, to see Mark Day not in the All Star game. I, I think it'd be great for quotes too. Like you know, they have like obviously they have the in game interviews for every game, but like. In the all-star game, coaches kind of get to let loose and show off their personality a little bit. I think I think Diggs would excel in that. So I'm rooting for it. Um, mm-hmm. for the reason I want to see it, and also because it means we would be the one seed going into the all-star break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but without further ado, man, let's get into the all-star reserve uh portion of this. Uh Tyranny, you want to tee right. this off because I don't know, I don't know how you have this planned. What, what are we doing here? No. Okay, so I had a, I had something planned. I was trying to do it between the breaks. I I it didn't really work out. So so I, what I do have is a graphic. Um, we do have some stuff for the YouTube listeners. So I will put that up on the screen right now. Uh, so the way it's going to work is uh, we got votes from everybody in our Topic Thunder community who they wanted as the All Star reserves. And so what we're going to do as a collective is put out one all-star reserve team the west and east and uh basically base it on our individual picks so, oh, so uh, this is like when we, i do the composite uh big board and draft right we're gonna do we're gonna do the composite board but in our heads we're not gonna yeah, do like the most technical way so uh before we get to the picks of we had three uh members submit their picks that we're not on tonight and we'll share our picks live uh, but this is the players that I thought would be relevant for, you know, the reserve. So there may not be everybody on here that we're going to pick, but hopefully it is. So this is the East. So we've mm-hmm. got most of the normal guys. We've got a couple of people that, you know, are on the, the fringe, whatnot. Uh, so that's our uh Pool to pick from. We've got the Western Conference. A few more people to choose from in this one. It's a little more diverse. Um, again, there might be people on here that you want that aren't on here. Um, but this is kind of the pool we're going to choose from. And then uh, on these two pages, we will do the Eastern Conference. And to be honest, I've already kind of done the Western Conference because I thought these five players were already kind of locks for what we were trying to to do here. Everyone seemed to be voting for them. Uh, we can change that, but uh, anyway. So the 
The thing I do want to mention is this is a little bit of a congested graphic. I was trying to fix it during the the break, but uh, I apologize for asking you. No, it's fine. I I didn't really fix it all, but I did the best I can. Oh, so beautiful. Cone's picks are on the left. We got Curry, Ant, Kawhi, AD, PG, Fox, and Booker. Um, for the West, and then you had Brunson, Mitchell, Maxi, Paolo, Randall. Uh, Jalen Brown and Trey in the East. Uh, Steve had the exact same picks, except instead of De'Aaron Fox in the West, he had Damanis Sabonis. So he just swapped out a king for a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Dylan, we were talking about this during the break. Um, <laughs> Alex had an interesting pick selection. Oh, I didn't God. quite finish his East conference ones, but that's really not what's in question here because he had the same two guards to start Curry and Edward and Ant. He had Kawhi, AD, and PG as the same. He had Booker as his wild card. Uh, but his other wild card was Shingoon of all players. And Dylan, you seem perturbed by this. Do you care to comment? I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Shingoon has had a good season. Like he's putting up really good numbers. Uh, I I will give him that. Uh, doesn't play a lick of defense. Uh, I will also say that. But he does to not say that he deserves an All Star spot over Demonis Bonus, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, put put up those uh, West names up up there again that you had. Yeah. Uh, we got oh, that's, like, the oh, that's East. Come on, man. So we, I'm I'm just figuring out. So we got yeah, we got Cat, we got Lori, we got Chet, Wimby, we got mm. uh, James Harden up here, Kyrie. I don't know if I mentioned him. Jamal, some guys. Man, I forgot about freaking Lori. Mm-hmm. That's tough. He was an All Star last year. He was in Utah. Uh, yeah, so Shingun is averaging this year 22-9-5, which... Let's pull, up, let's pull up his stats. Let's pull up his stats. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to argue and say that that's not good. Like, he's he's been he's been good for the Rockets. And, you know, they, they've kind of came back down to earth. They started out really hot. But, you know, he's still putting up good stats. Like, it's not because of him that they're losing, at least on offense. Um, but... In retrospect, like if you want to go to the guy that I had as the wild card, uh, Demonis Sabonis, he is averaging 20, almost 13 rebounds and eight assists. Um, mm-hmm. And the Kings are a much better team. Uh, he has had to do this without De'Aaron Fox um, for much of the year. Uh, not much of the year, but, you know, like a handful of games. And, yeah, I – I don't think that Singun holds a candle to Sabonis' stats. We're trying to do the the compare players thing, but it's taking me a minute. So I just have Sabonis' stats up right now. But yeah, like, yeah, I would agree. Like, Sabonis was one of those guys that for me too was like, on the on the fringe of the Western Conference, and Singun was was not. He was in the same category for me as like the Chet and Wimby argument of like good seasons, but you know, just not 
not really the not really the there there's too much there's too much competition in the west to to really make it into the reserves this year so yeah and and i'm not mad at anybody that has fox i mean he's averaging 28 basically 28 points four rebounds almost six assists a game almost two steals a game shooting almost 40 percent from three on eight attempts a game like I'm not mad if you pick Fox. I just think, like, a you have so many guards on the West. Uh, if that happens, but yeah, I, I think I think it should be Sabonis. So here's the Shangun uh, Sabonis comparison. There you go. I mean, it's like yeah. I said, man. Like the the stats tell the story themselves, but also like just team wise, like a king deserves to be in there over a rocket. Yeah. Team, yeah, team, team success wise, it, it also has the argument for sure. So, yeah, so I mean, my all star reserves were Ant Curry, Paul George, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Demonis Sabonis, just uh, just to be clear and say, have that out there. Yeah, I had uh, I had De'Aaron Fox, I, I basically had Cones West team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was what I what I landed on. Um, I wanted to mix it up a little bit but it's just like the west is the i don't know there, there's so much competition in the west it's hard to to argue i i want chet or i keep switching to the wrong one i want chet it was but it was just too hard to argue him um i also thought like maybe the clippers could get uh another guy in there like we have pg but maybe throw in harden or maybe throw in like Oh, uh, well, Kawhi's already in, but maybe throw in that third clipper. But yeah, it's it's tough to argue with with these these seven. Yeah, sure. and you know, like I've mentioned many times, like you know, coaches specifically are like they like to reward a team for being number one when it comes to all star. So there's a possibility that you know, whenever the coaches vote, they might put in a Chet Holmgren, they might put in a Jalen Williams. I, I don't anticipate that happening, but it's not impossible. Um, I, I think that if Chet had maintained the numbers he was putting up earlier in the year, throughout the year, I think he would probably be an all-star reserve. But despite an awesome song being wrote about it, uh, I don't know that Chet Homer is going to be an all-star this year. Yeah, probably not. Um, so now that we've kind of flush that out let's get to our official picks so i feel like these are a solid five we all agree on these five so mm-hmm. it really comes down to if paul george is like locked in there too so we picked paul george too yeah i think yeah. we all did yeah so let's let's get him in here so it really comes down to the last one and, uh again i want to give everyone their you know respect on their picks so it's not just influenced by us um we've got fox we've got sabonis shingoon i picked fox shingoon is out like he's eliminated shingoon's out shingoon is out it's really it really comes down to fox or sabonis i feel like and i don't i don't think you could go wrong let's let's do a quick comparison i'm gonna um I'm gonna pull them up on. Uh, Drop in the chat while Tyranny is doing this. Who, you, which king do you think deserves to be an all star, Sabonis yeah. or Fox? 
let's get some let's get some uh, votes here in the chat because this is going to be our official uh, topic thunder decision. So here is their comparisons. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they have the head to head. There is this. Okay, this is all okay. Wait, is this? Uh... Why is this head to head? I don't know. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I think this is. Stathead has documentation of the of the runs that happened at practice. Hold on, I'm gonna check something real quick. Let me switch back here. I think this might be their career, but I don't want that. I want just the season. Yeah. So... Oh, all okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I did all seasons. That's why. Mm. So, uh, let me. Let me fix that real quick. So we're going to do choose seasons. And we're going to do. We're going to do. Choose same seasons. 2023. Okay. Sabonis and Fox. Wait, pins and needles. All right, here we go. There's what we were looking for. All right, we've got stat comparisons this season. So we've got De'Aaron wins points per game, 27 and a half to 20. Sabonis mm -hmm. wins the rebounds and assists. He's got 12.7 and 8 compared to 4.1 and 5.6 for Fox. Fox has the steals, 1.6 per game. Sabonis has the blocks. Sabonis has the shooting. He's more efficient. Yeah, I will say the three-pointers. Like I think DeBonis, DeBonis, I think. I think Sabonis shoots like one a game and Fox shoots like eight a game. So yeah, I, I can't even give Sabonis that win on that one, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's Sabonis, but I'm not mad. Like if y'all want to go Fox, uh, who'd you pick? You said you picked Fox. I picked uh, Fox. Yeah. But I'm trying to, let's see. So let's go back to what we've got. We have a lot of, we have Booker already. Yeah, I could go either way, I guess. You know what? We'll just go Sabonis. So, All right. The bonus. Stat-wise, it seemed like it made a lot of sense. We'll put him in. He is our last placement in the Western Conference I like it. Reserve. So we have got Curry, Ant, Booker, Kawhi, AD, PG, and Sabonis as our official topic thunder all-star reserves to the Western conference. So we go to the East. I don't have those filled in yet. So we mm -hmm. got to go to the list. I mean, obviously there's Brunson. a few that we can Brunson. Uh, I think, think Maxie and Mitchell, all three of those, right? Yeah. Maxie and Mitchell. Assumption? Yeah. And then we've got, uh, uh, what was the other ones? Jalen um, Browns probably. Because the Celtics okay. are the number one seed, I think he's. I think he's. Yeah, we guaranteed. did talk about him. I think those are the only four for now. We could maybe argue some others, but we'll put those in right now. And then, 
once we put these in, we will go to the picks. So let's let's go to the east. So Cone submitted the same three we just put in. He had Paolo, Julius mm -hmm. Randall, and Trey Young as his other three. Uh, Steve had the same three as I just mentioned. Alex had the same three as well. So the Eastern Conference was pretty consistent. Uh, so that might make this easy, to be honest. We might have well, should have started with the East. I went a um, little bit but, different. Okay. Let me know what you got. So I do have Paolo. And mm -hmm. I do have... Who else did I have that you said? Okay, no. I also so I do Paolo, have Paolo. So I'll, I'll, well, let's put him in the... Let's put him in since I had him yeah. too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fair. And, and I want to be clear. I'm only putting Paolo in because his team is successful yeah, as well. It's, it's yeah, great, great season for the Magic. Uh, shout out Scotty Barnes having a great season, putting up all star numbers. But you know, I I was there when Shea was putting up all star numbers on a low seeded team and wasn't rewarded. So. For that, my vindictive self will not give you that opportunity on my uh, arbitrary back bracket of all-star mm. research, Scotty Barnes. Wow. Um, but, yeah, no, I've got Bam Adebayo uh, instead of Julius Randle um, for the simple reason that he was an all-star last year, and he's gotten better this year. Like, this is Bam's best season statistically that he's had in the NBA – He's doing career high in points, career high in rebounds, career high. No, not career high in assists, but better than last year in assists. Um, took a little bit of a drop off in steals, but better in blocks. Uh, he's, let's see here, still shooting great around the rim and hasn't missed a lot of games either. Like, I, I think, let me see. I forgot where the Heat are in the standings. The Heat are seven in the standings. That might set them back a little bit, but like, you know, talking about team success and rewarding multiple players, I don't like, I picked the Knicks to be the third seed in, in the East at the beginning of the season. Like, I believe in the Knicks, and I think that, you know, they've had a really good season, but I don't think they deserve to have two All Stars, in my opinion. That's fair. I mean, they haven't, I mean, uh, my NBA knowledge is not the best, but from what I've heard, they've had a better second quarter of the NBA season. Helped out a lot. <laughs> it did, yeah. And and I uh so I had Julius Randall too. I had Julius and Trey. So I, I was kind of basically with the other guys. So um because of that, let's take a look at their side by side stats uh, as well. So mm. uh we've got pretty interesting comparisons defensively yeah, bam obviously wins um julius has a little bit i will also say and again i'm also this is not I, i'm pulling from what i've heard julius rando did not have a good start to a season so take that into context as well for the season stats um but yeah, I think you could go. I think you could go either way, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, you Listen, guys already got me on majority on Randall. I was yeah, I was gonna say like him. the majority. The majority does rule here. I would like to make it interesting and flashy for the for the social media later on that we do with this. But um, you, you yeah, can put ban for the engagement. Yeah, yeah, just to make it interesting. I I was really hoping more people would do like either Chet or Wimby just to make it interesting. But it's fair that they didn't. Um, but yeah, so it seems like Randall uh, won by a majority here, but definitely a case for Bam, and he was in that list. Of, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, people had him too. Like he was Bam was definitely a, a popular pick. So, mm-hmm. but with that said, we got to put Randall in, um, which leaves us. I mean, I, I get. I don't know if you. Oh, I, I, I had Trey too. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say Trey was the last one. So it looks like Trey and uh, Randall are going to be the last two, if I can get it to work, to be in our list of Eastern Yeah, just put Randall right there for the R. Right there. That's perfect. Yep. Editing. That's how it works. So there you go. So there's our our East Conference All-Star Reserves. Brunson, Maxine Mitchell. Jalen, Paolo, Randall, and Trey. Pretty good. I think we we might go 14 100%. for 14. Yeah. Pretty amazing. good picks. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Good other stuff. podcast, another. Uh, Jared, before yeah. we uh, get to closing this podcast, uh, we do have a question in the chat, and I think it's Taylor mm. made for you. Thoughts on Luca and Devin Booker tonight and their scoring outburst. Uh, so for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Devin Booker had 62 points tonight in a loss. Uh, shout out to my former Kentucky Wildcat, but uh, that is the second time he's gone over 60 points and lost. Um, and then Luka Doncic tonight had 73 points in the Mavericks win against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, only one by five, despite scoring 73 points, by the way. So, uh, but yeah, 73 points, 10 assists, seven assists. I'd be remiss to not mention that as well. So, uh, Tierney, the world wants to know your thoughts. It's been, it's, you know, how many points do you have to score, Dylan, to win a basketball game is my question because we've now gotten to a point where. Carl Anthony Towns scores 62, loses to the Charlotte Hornets. We have Devin Booker who scored. For, I I don't know. I, I should have looked well. this up. 62 as well. And loses to a better team, the Pacers. We have the MB game who did win handedly, but also like was kind of close to the Spurs for a little bit. If you watch that game, like not, not a solid win. Like, I don't know this, this whole, this, I, I put this in the chat. This is definitely old man yells at cloud. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's, it's a, it's a take. That's not that because, but also there's too many people scoring 60 points. There's too many. This is not, we shouldn't have this many. We shouldn't have four in a week. We should never have four in like a month, to be honest. 
but the fact that we have four in a week is kind of crazy. So I don't have enough in me to like do a full rant, to be honest. I I'm tired. It's been a long week. I'm Man. I just, I know I, I catch, catch me next week. I might be better, but, um, I'm like, I, I am kind I, I am kind of like, what's going on here? Are we just, we're just not playing defense on all these games. Like, can we, can we cover the guy who scored like 30 points in the first 15 minutes of gameplay? Like that, that seems to make a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, it, it was after tonight, like, so after the, the Booker, after the cat in the MB game, I was like, that's cool. Two players scored 60 points and it was on Kobe's night. So it was kind of like a cool thing. But yeah. then to happen again on a random Friday night, it was just like, I don't know. That was just, that was just too much. We, let's slow down. Let's slow down a little bit. That's that's all I got to say. Also, yeah. shout out Devin from Pittsburgh. He was he was saying what we what we asked him to do a while ago. Yinzers unite. I'm not Yinzers. a I, I don't know why I said that. I'm a Steelers fan, though. That's that's why I said it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's. It is weird um, how it kind of came out of nowhere. I remember last year, Donovan Mitchell and Damian Willard both scored 70 points. Um, mm -hmm. And now we have, you know, obviously Luca and Joel Embiid doing it. Probably I think Townsend and Devin Booker are almost getting to it. Um, I don't know. Because, like, you know, we watch NBA games multiple times a week. And I wouldn't say it feels like defenses are trying – any less harder than they usually do. Like if anything, I, I would say that there's, I would say defense is better like now than it was back in like the rest of KD years. Like, cause like that was true. Like regular, regular season defense, like didn't exist for a lot of teams. Like they had no, um, no interest in putting up any type of effort, any type of deterrent to the rim. Um, so I think that it's stepped up in that variety, but <sighs> I don't know, man. I think it just comes down to like the heliocentric nature of basketball these days. And I think that's why we'll, it's, it's a very common word in basketball discussions, but like, you know, it's, it's something that I, I think it's the reason we'll never see Shea even like sniff this and why we see Shea struggle to get hit, you know, past right. his current career high of 44 is he doesn't have the ball as much as these guys. He doesn't have as high a usage rate as a Luka Doncic or a uh, Joel Embiid. Um, obviously, Devin Booker sharing the ball a little bit more now with Kevin Durant. This is kind of like an outlier performance. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, like that was very much an outlier performance. Like he's that, like that. That would be like um, I, I don't know, like. I guess Chet, yeah, it would be like Chet scoring 60 points in a game randomly. Like, could he do it? Sure, I guess, if he took enough shots, if he was hitting, if he was hot. Um, would I be shocked? Absolutely. Like, you know, whenever I was getting the notifications that Cat was, you know, I think he had like 40 points at halftime or something like that, I was like, huh? Like, I, I, I did not see this side of Cat. I didn't see the volume coming out of it. But, yeah, I, I think it just comes down to, you know, like I said, that was kind of an outlier, but, like, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid, uh, Luka Doncic, like the heliocentric nature of basketball, like where it all revolves around one ball handler and him beating his man, him getting to the rim, him beating, you know, beating his man one-on-one, -on -one, creating separation, 
Um, if he, you know, if a switch comes, kicking it to the open man, uh, dishing out a double teams, you know, basically like all the decisions going down to one guy. I, I think that that's opened the door for the scoring outburst because you know ultimately they make the decision, and you know, on, in these scoring outbursts, they make the decisions to shoot over and over and over again. Um, Luca specifically tonight, you know, he had that 73 points. Um, he shot, I had it up. He shot 33 times tonight. Shea has only attempted 30 shots once in his career. That was against Warriors this year. And I think we went into overtime. Um, so, you know, just kind of like putting it into perspective and obviously like the Thunder share the ball, like, you know, everybody on the court can make like high level decisions with the basketball. They can put the ball on the floor. They can shoot, they can pass. Um, that is by design. And, you know, it's evidenced by tonight. Shea had five assists, Giddy has six assists, Jalen Williams has seven assists. Like all these guys have the ball. All these guys are looking to call their own number and also create for you know their teammates as well. So I don't think Shea will ever sniff, sniff that, but yeah, I, I do think it's just because, like I said, the for for the third time, the heliocentric nature of the game today. Yeah, I I, I like the as long as we have this roster and we have this, uh, I mean, we have diagonal and we have this offensive scheme. This isn't going to be that. That's never going to happen. Um, I think it was Tyler Parker who had a, uh, article today or recently about, it was about Chet mm-hmm. originally, but, but yeah, it, was it was about today. like the, yeah, it was about the, Thunder's ability to like drive and dish and drive and dish. It was a really good article. There was like a really solid like paragraph that I was like, that's, that's awesome. That's a yeah, hilarious. Tyler Parker for you, man. Very Friend entertaining. Of Friend of the pod, Tyler Parker. Um, and it was, I, I probably will put it out on the, either my Twitter or the topic of Thunder Twitter. Cause it was really good. Um, but it was all about like the fact that they just drive and dish and drive, 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 drive. And that's not an offense that lends itself to um, these 70-point games from players, regardless of the skill set. So it, it's it's not in the foreseeable future. And to be honest, I don't really care if Shea ever gets 70. I care more that he just continues to play within this offense. And same goes for everybody. Like, I don't... I'll I'll be fine if nobody on the Oklahoma City Thunder ever gets 60, ever gets 70. As long as we're playing good ball, I'm good for it. Yeah, I, I think I can say with the utmost confidence, Shea would rather win 50 than score 50 in a game. So, Amen. I uh, And, you know, he's probably going to win more than that this year. Uh, I think what, what, what we're on pace for 58. Like 58, okay, yeah. 58, 59, somewhere in there. We're looking good. I like it. See, I I predicted 51 wins in a three seed going into the season, and but I also predicted top ten defense, top or top five defense, top ten offense. And Dolan was on the pod with me whenever I dropped those predictions. He's like, I don't know, man. If you're talking about that, and I also said top five net rating. It's like if you're talking about all those things together, sounds like a two seed. I was like. I don't know. I don't want to be too homer. It's like, if I'm being honest, it sounds like How a one, about a one seed. seed. 
And I was like, How about a one seed? All right, How man. about a one seed? I wasn't trying to be too optimistic, but you know, that's that's what this go. team's done, man. And you know, hopefully we can uh we can just keep the ball rolling. Uh, for at least four more games. So Mark Dagnall could be the coach of the Western Conference All-Stars. That would be so fun. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I think that is it. Here, let's, uh, let's look ahead That's to it. our games that we have before we podcast again. So we play Sunday against the Pistons at super early, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we can watch the Lions 49ers. Shout-out, Jerry and Dre, who's a huge 49ers fan. Uh, I will be, be rooting for that. the Lions, though, because whoa, I, I love underdogs. I love underdogs. But Jerry and, and Dre, dude. Yeah, like you. Yeah. If they win, if the Niners win, I'll be happy the for them. I'll be happy the for them, but I'm not going to root for them. Me and Jerry had this whole conversation Good. last week whenever they played the Packers. And all right, same tough. tough scene. All right, so we play two games we play the Pistons and then we play the Timberwolves on Monday on the second night of a back-to-back before we podcast again on Tuesday. Uh, Tierney, what's your prediction for those two games? I mean, it's hard not to go 2-0, especially after this. I mean, we all, all of us on the Tuesday pod were like, Pelicans are the clear loss in this three-game stretch. One by 24. It's hard not to go two and zero, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say two and zero. Clear win against the Pistons, like should be obvious, and then against the Wolves, like they've been kind of eh. And uh, I think I think we take one there too. Two and two and yeah. Well, I think Wolves are starting to uh, get exploited a little bit. Um, obviously, they, they are lost to the Hornets. They are. Um, they almost lost to the Nets last night if Bridges didn't pull an Anthony Edwards impersonation and Britt two free throws. Um, oh, shots fired. Damn. Oh, shots 100% fired. Like returning them off fire shots on back. Fired. <laughs> uh, that, not the, the Bridges, Anthony, but the Anthony Edwards. The, the Anthony Edwards account that tweeted that original clip of the Shea free throw video. Yeah, just dumb. You. You are, you're not good. You're not a good, you're not good. <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, but yeah, no, Um, I, I think the Timberwolves have been kind of spiraling. And obviously, I think that they will approach our game with us a little bit differently uh, than they did in the last game. It will be in OKC. So Thunder fans, mm-hmm. if you're in the area, show up early. Be loud, stay late, like show the Timberwolves what kind of playoff atmosphere this arena could be. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm taking two and zero as well. Uh, I think we actually struggle against the Pistons just because that's the nature of this team. Apparently, we like to barely roll out of bed for bad teams. So, uh, but I think we close it out at the end and we show up once again for the Timberwolves. Good. Sorry, very it's tired. late. We're tired. Uh, show up once again for the Timberwolves and in the series for the season at three and one, showing them that last year's playing game was a fluke. Bring it up on them. Hell yeah, brother. But yeah, I think that's going to be it. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday in some capacity. Might not be me, might not be Tyranny, but somebody will be here Tuesday to be podcasting. Um, 
So yeah, keep it here um, on top of Thunder. If you are not subscribed, be sure to subscribe. Click the notification bell so you don't miss out on any of our posts when we go live. Um, like, comment, subscribe, you know, all the fun stuff on YouTube. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, uh, go ahead and find us on there. Subscribe, leave us a positive review, five star rating. We would definitely appreciate that. It goes a long way towards um, you know getting some more sponsors. You know, we're trying to trying to get that bread a little bit over here. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, just shout out to everybody. It's been a heck of a season. It's been such a fun season, and you know we've tried a lot of different things this year, and you guys have been super supportive and receptive uh, through it all. So shout out to you guys on that front. Uh, Tyrion, you got anything to add before uh, we get off here? Just like and subscribe again. Just just to put in the algorithm. We got we're 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 trying to get to 500 subscribers right now. So if you could uh, subscribe, we're at about 320. That'd be great. That'd be there great. There we go. You heard the man. Subscribe. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be a fun season, and you know the content, the excitement, the hype is gonna pick up as the season goes along. As we keep winning, as we get into the playoffs, as we make deep runs in the playoffs, as we're holding the championship trophy. It's going to be a fun ride, and you don't want to miss out. So until then, hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.